Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question. What's the fucking point? So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that we meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around psychology, human behavior, consciousness, spirituality, philosophy, and more, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's episode number 50, and I'm so excited to still be here beaming into your earbuds, into your car. Um, wherever you are listening to this, I am so grateful that I don't have to just uh, broadcast into air with no one listening. So as I get messages from y'all about what you're enjoying um, or that you're enjoying the midweek magic emails, it's just makes my day, makes my week. And, you know, I'm not trying to like be all about that external validation. It's just when something feels like it's your calling and part of your life's work, your soul's work. Um, and it feels like it's being seen and useful and helpful. There's just nothing better than that. So thank you. Thank you for your continued encouragement, support for, um, just being with me along this journey, because this is really about connection and healing together. So, um, here we are at episode 50 and I'm standing in a closet, slightly pacing in a closet, um, at my office because, um, I'm here today just for a little while between stuff. And normally, you know, I would record a solo episode like this walking down the street, but this morning I didn't get a chance to before I left the house, though I did go hike with my best friend Liz and that was lovely. Um, one of these days I'm totally going to talk with her about doing like a, let's do a little podcast recording while we're hiking. Um, get some, some double insight there for you. (laughs) But anyway, so, um, I did not do that. And like I said before, it's, it's harder and harder for me to bring myself to like, just sit in front of a microphone. I would like to get maybe a better handheld device though. Honestly, I think the phone does it like pretty damn well, all things considered, I'm not trying to create like super crazy high production stuff as long as it sounds good enough to you guys. So anyway, here I am pacing in the closet and um, I decided what I wanted to share with you on this week's episode. It was really inspired by what I'm sharing tonight in restorative yoga at Inner Light Yoga. So tomorrow as I'm recording this is Thanksgiving. I'm probably going to publish it on Thanksgiving and um there is a practice called or a a group called the work that reconnects and it is form was formed out of the work of Joanna Macy and Molly Brown also was a big contributor there have been lots of contributors but Joanna Macy who's a Buddhist scholar and um one of the OG deep ecologists um who's been kind of in the field since it existed came into existence so this whole thing, the work that reconnects, they have created all these really wonderful experiential exercises. I know I talked about it on a previous episode. I think it's one of the early solo episodes where I talk about holding on to hope for the world. I went to a a work that reconnects retreat weekend about a year ago, a little over a year ago. That was amazing. Highly recommend if you're ever like just feeling a lot of despair for the world and don't know how to handle it. 
um, check out the Work That Reconnects website. I'll put it in the show notes. They have events that you can look at in different places all over the world and digital events too. And even the book Coming Back to Life and the book Active Hope are wonderful. And there's a free online journal of the Work That Reconnects called Deep Times that is excellent. Um, and one of my colleagues here in Nashville is one of, on the editorial board for that journal. So anyway, all that to say, I wanted to share one of the experiential exercises in the yoga class tonight, though I don't want to go too far out and have people be like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like standing in this spiral for 25 minutes, <laughs> thought I was coming to yoga. So I'm modifying it so that I can give it as more of a yoga nidra practice while we're in Shavasana at the end. I timed it. I like edited it a fair amount to, to shorten it and just change a few things. Um, or a number of things, and then I will share it. And it's about a 12 or 13 minute um, practice. So that's what I'm going to share for the episode today. So just know that, I mean, you can listen to this whenever, like when you're driving, but know that it would be a really, really special experience to just like get in a quiet place and lie down in Shavasana like I'm going to be doing at yoga tonight. And just listen from kind of a meditative state because the more that you can sort of relax and enter that, um, whether you want to call it deep relaxation, trance state, it's, you know, not to like freak anybody out. Like it's not going to hypnotize you or anything, but it's just getting into deep relaxation kind of brings the walls down a little from our conscious mind, allows us to have a deeper and emotionally connected experience um, to things that we're visualizing and imagining, which is a really powerful layer of our consciousness. So the practice is called Harvesting the Gifts of the Ancestors. And I thought it was just perfect for this time because I'm thinking of like this cornucopia of gifts that we have received from all the many, 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 many generations before us um, in addition to just the earth. But really this practice is about honoring our human ancestors and and I love this approach to ancestors. So this is really in alignment with, um, in the work that reconnects, there are a few core practices that everything sort of falls under, uh, like expressing our, our gratitude for the earth, honoring our pain for the earth, um, things like that. I don't have them in front of me, but one of them is called deep time. And so the idea of deep time is like really taking such an incredibly zoomed out view of time in a way that we don't normally do so that we can envision like both all that has come before and all that is to come which you know we're really not very good at as humans we can't even think into like three months from now what will be like a wise financial decision let alone um what you know what the impact of our behavior is going to be in 100 years. And of course, there's people talking about that, like Greta Thunberg and all these like people who are like, we're fucking pissed that you guys have screwed up our world. I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. Let's get angry. Um, so we're getting there. But but even the kind of deep time that's envisioning, you know, the beginning of humanity and what what will the world look like? you know, a thousand years from now or seven generations from now. That's another of deep time practices envisioning talking to a future ancestor from seven generations from now and what questions you would have for them, what you would want to express to them, vice versa. So um, I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) And just as a quick reminder, 
If you're not signed up for my midweek magic emails, I would love you to join us there. Uh, so you can just visit my website, either one, misfitmanifestors.com or valeriekmartin.com and sign up. Um, if you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram, email, whatever. I am available and love connecting with you guys. So there we go. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're listening to this over the holiday weekend and you celebrate um, American Thanksgiving. I got to describe more about Thanksgiving to my um, student that I'm tutoring in English who's from Egypt. And even though she's like quite fluent since she's been learning since childhood, you know, she doesn't really know any, any of the like idioms and any of the, the, a lot of the cultural stuff is brand new. So we had a really interesting conversation about Thanksgiving earlier today. And I'm like pulling up all these websites about, and I know this is like far after the original like Plymouth Thanksgiving, but trying to explain more about the relationship between, um, settlers and colonists and, um, and the indigenous people, Native American folks. So I'm like, mm, let's, when was the trail of tears? And, oh, anyway, it's, so in this practice, that kind of um, reminds me to just mention in the practice that you are going to uh, be led through in a few moments or whenever you pause and come back to this when you have time to, to do it in a, in a quiet place, perhaps might be nice on a walk too. Anyway, whenever you do it, just know that there are parts of it that are challenging. Like this is not all like, oh, yay, happy gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Like there's there's some ugly shit in our past, a lot of it. And some of it gets brought up in this exercise. So that is not a bad thing. We do not need to stay in denial or minimize it. Um, there's a lot of pain and beauty alongside each other. So um, that is one thing that in my editing, I tried to really emphasize too, is that there are both. So last thing I'll say about it is um, it does kind of mention, and I tried to highlight this more as well, that if you don't know your uh, your own actual biological DNA ancestry, your lineage in that sense, that is fine because this isn't even about like thinking necessarily about like the specific um, personalities or whatever of individuals. Like we kind of start there as we're zooming out, but, uh, but really it's, you can be picturing anyone because when you go really, really far back, we all have a lot of common ancestors. So this is more about like the collective ancestors um, rather than thinking about specific ones. So if either you were adopted or um, not not raised by your biological family or um, if you, your family was enslaved and so there's only a limited amount that you can know about your family history, um, that's all um, equally valid. And so just know that your experience of exploring ancestry um, can still be really powerful regardless of, of how you feel about your individual family. So I said I was going to stop talking a few minutes ago. I'm actually going to right now. Um, so this is a revision of Harvesting the Gifts of the Ancestors by Anne-Marie Davis. So thank you, Anne-Marie, for writing this, for creating this. Thank you to Joanna Macy for creating the, the work that reconnects. And thank all of you for listening. I hope you enjoy the exercise. I would love to hear what you think. And I'll see you next time. We begin where we are here today. At this time of giving thanks 
gathering together. And as we begin our float back through time, we remember what it has taken to arrive at this moment, how we awoke this morning, dressed, and had our meals. We float back through our experiences of recent days and weeks, back to when the air was warmer and the trees held onto their leaves. As we float back through all of 2019, we see how we have carried ourselves through this difficult, beautiful, ever-shifting world, what we have worked for and hoped for. Our time in offices, homes, getting places on bikes, in cars and buses, on planes, on foot. We continue floating back through the decades of our adult lives, for some, many decades, for others, a fraction of one. Back through beginnings and endings of jobs and relationships, moves and wanderings, false starts and successes, perhaps through deep losses and witnessing new life emerge into the world. Recall how, as you lived, you experienced the comings and goings of emotions and passions, the shifts in your perceptions and points of view, perhaps changes in your world or cosmic views. Maybe you arrived on the other side of situations you thought would end you. Float back through your teenage years with your strange new emotions, your emerging ideals, opinions of yourself and your world. Float high above your struggles and anguishes and dramas, your heartbreaks and milestones, seeing them from a different vantage point than perhaps ever before. Float back through your childhood and the people who knew you, how they called your name, your peers and your elders, lessons in and out of school, the ones you have kept that serve you and the ones you have since chosen to unlearn. As you continue to float back, you're getting smaller and smaller. You have to lift up your hand to hold someone else's or you open a door by reaching up. You climb onto things in the adult-sized world hold on to adult-sized objects with both hands. Perhaps someone taught you how to ride a bike or tend to a sick animal or read the stars or letters of the alphabet. Now you are so small that you are carried in strong arms. Someone cleans you, keeps you warm, and feeds you everything you eat. And now you're in the womb of your biological mother. Her endless heartbeat is the background and foreground of your world, as are the vibrations that come through salt water. And now it is the time before you existed in your current form. There was spirit, an energy, a message, carried in your parents' DNA. Whether you knew your parents or not, it doesn't matter. You can step back into their lives, into their lives as young adults as they carried the message of your life. These young people made the best choices known to them at the time. Dreams came to them, some they held on to, some they let go of. They made those choices of which dreams to carry over and over. Now move back into their adolescence, into their childhood, their time as babies and infants when they were carried and given all of their sustenance and all of their messages for their lives by their parents, someone else, most likely your grandparents. And so too for your great-grandparents and their parents. 16 great-great-grandparents carried you. 
float back through the 20th century and before that. Keep on floating back to before the automobile, the telephone, before anyone believed a computer or cell phone or flying machine or trip to the moon could exist, before electricity. These are your ancestors, whose world would be altered by a revolution of industry that changed the way the future of how humanity would experience life. As this revolution became a big bang in its own right, they each must have experienced life with less and less natural surroundings, more and more human-made inventions in the places where they dwelled and traveled. Every human on earth eventually felt the weight of this revolution. Some of them experienced the revolution of industry coming through the institution of slavery, as slaves, as governments declared that their bodies no longer belonged to them. They fueled this revolution with their physical labor in fields. Others worked coal mines as they sacrificed their lungs for its fuel. Some would experience the revolution as they lived their days in dark factories and teeming streets. Others, by purchasing the goods that this revolution produced, with the hope that these goods would satisfy their basic human need for love, understanding, and security. Some left their people and families to cross seas and built infrastructure in the West. Others experienced the dismantling of their cultures from the viewpoint of reservations and boarding schools and the continuing genocide of tens of millions of their brethren. Some were born into ruling classes as captains of these industries. Across the face of the globe, large swaths of humanity watched their tribes and cultures and sacred landscapes cut up and renamed and turned into cities and colonies. And somewhere around the year 1770, 64 great-great-great-great-grandparents carried you. Some, many, or all the people in this, these varying human relationships carried the energy that forms you now. All of them live in you now as a gesture of your shoulders or your hands or as your smile, your creativity, your wit, the tight curliness or straightness of your hair, your laugh, the subtle variation in your eye color. And somewhere around 550 years ago, you had 65,536 14th generation great-grandparents. All of them carried you with the energy that drives creation. You move back more swiftly through time now. All genders and sexual orientations were there carrying you with them. We float back through all of the social classes and cultures. We see some villains and cowards, some heroes and sheroes. We float back through all the different cultures of origins from which our family sprang. We don't know their names. All of our families were there inventing, creating a myriad of culture and language with mathematics and church bells and drums, with songs and dancing. Some invented and revered rational thinking. Others were mystics. Some kept the stories of the stars and constellations while others measured the rhythms of stars and seasons with clocks and other instruments. Living as kings or servants, storytellers and shaman, foot soldiers and leaders, wisdom holders, and the knowers of the sacred ways. Who you would be was carried by ancestors as empires rose and fell. They journeyed without the ability to imagine their journey or where it would end. 
whether they journeyed across the grasses to other lands and continents, or whether they remained in the lush rainforests, they journeyed and accumulated gifts to give us with each generation. Hunting, gathering, walking and wandering, praying, building rafts or ships or shoes, or being shoeless. The ancestors could not help but gather every piece that we need now, take their ability to survive and expand who they were with each generation. Take physical endurance, the gifts of the leaders and scouts, the climbers and hunters, and the ones who knew which game to stock. Take the wisdom of the leaders who divined which mountain to follow, which river to cross, and who learned secrets of every landscape and forest, and the ancestors who had the gift of learning and keeping the wisdom of a single plant. Take the curiosity and courage of the explorers. Take the courage of the ancestors who believed in dragons and went into the unknown anyway, and the intrepid nature of the ancestors who learned to slay the dragons of their minds. You come from an unbroken line of survivors, and at this point in time, the only purpose for their existence is for you to have all that you need for your time now. Envision reaching your arms open wide to receive these gifts and gather them in. Take the ancestors' empathy that arose out of their own need to survive, experiencing kindred's pain as their own. The compassion that resulted has been embedded in their hearts and their marrow since our species learned to walk. Take this empathy that maintains our connection to life, that has the power to banish loneliness and the illusion of separation, potent enough to dispel any apathy or cynicism that the world could foster. Take it and press it in your heart and know that it keeps well there forever. Find it again and again. Practice finding it with everyone and everything. As the ancestors journeyed through time, they gained the ability to reflect upon their own existence and all of existence. Take with you that unbridled curiosity, that sense of wonder. The ancestors also discovered how they were guided by a wisdom that also guides the seasons and the earth, and by watching the dance of birth and decay, they saw this process of life and learned that it is innate to all existence. Take this awareness of the cycle of life, death, and renewal, and keep its guidance close. Receive the ingenuity of your ancestors, making tools, knowing how a baby lies in her mother by the touch of a hand, making instruments for every ritual and part of life, carving jewelry and creating beauty in cave walls and church ceilings and ceremonial garments and body adornments. Take shared intelligence that sustained Gaia, this intelligence that told some of the ancestors to stay nomadic and keep those ways, and some of us to encourage a forest to grow food for us and maintain its ecosystem, others to traverse the earth. Some ancestors settled and farmed the alluvial valleys. They have gifts for us. They grew surplus grain and built temples and settlements. Some owned land and built walls. Some of us have ancestors who were slaves, and some of us have those who were slave owners, and some of us have both as ancestors. They are all in us now, and it is up to us to use what we have learned as gifts. Gifts of endurance, responsibility, sorrow, compassion for our human frailties, humility in the presence of the stretch of time, and the gift of the view of hindsight. Take these gifts. We do not have the luxury of turning away from any of them. Take the gift of your parents' lives, 
whatever your relationship is or was like with them, as those particular lives made this particular moment possible. Thank your ancestors who have given you all that you need to be here, right where you are supposed to be. Take your wounds, your experiences of pain and suffering, and hold them gently alongside all the beauty and love and joy. It has expanded who you are so that you are strong enough to hold the suffering of the world with compassion. Whatever you have come through, it forms who you are now. We have all been gifted with the resources we needed to be alive in this time and place, and so each one of us is here for an unequaled, vital reason. Now, we spend our lives seeking and living that purpose, collecting and harvesting our own precious gifts to share as ancestors for the ones yet to arrive. May it be so. OMG, friend, you made it all the way to the end of the episode. It is truly an honor that you've chosen to spend this time with me. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find show notes for this and other episodes at ValerieKMartin.com slash podcast. And that's just the letter K. And just to make it a little confusing, you can find me on Instagram at Val K. Martin, V-A-L-K-A-Y Martin, spelled out. I love getting DMs from you guys about what you're enjoying in the podcast, questions, ideas for topics or interviews. And if you want to bring a huge smile to my face, leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much. Just go to bit.ly slash WTFP review, all lowercase, and it'll take you less than a minute. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking the big questions. <laughs>